we watched uh guardians of the galaxy volume two last night and nice. i just baby groot is i mean there's two things you don't touch in cinema and it's final and that's baby groot and baby yoda you don't fuck with either of them you right. don't hurt them yeah you don't taunt them the fact that they poured beer and slapped baby Groot around in that one scene was hmm. pa- painful enough. And uh, they got what was coming to them. They did. They deserved it. And it was like the, the scout troopers in the Mandalorian that punched yeah. baby Yoda. Yeah. They died. Just, yeah. Dude. Oh man. That scene. I was like, they're going to die pretty hard. I'm sure of it, but I'm just happy that game of Thrones never adapted like a cute little thing and then fucked it up. Was that Tyrion the whole time though? Was he the cute little thing? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, do you? I don't know. They, I, I'm, dude, I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones. That's going to oh, stir right. up a big a bag of. Yeah. A bunch of bullshit. <laughs> they really fucked up a lot of things in cinema, but Baby a, Yoda and Baby Groot, they, you, do, you did it right. They got it right. I'm not going to lie to you. They have a, so they have a, the Mandalorian ship is called the Razor Crest, and yeah, for sure. uh, they are releasing a Razor Crest Lego set. Bad boys over a foot long, and they're coming out with it in the fall. And I already pre-ordered it. Wow! Yeah, huh? So they're releasing it, and they're pre-order. You like they're taking pre-orders, and it's like it'll ship in September. Can you buy it at like Target? I reckon you probably can. They don't take your money though until like they ship mm. it. So you're just you're on a list. You're on a short list. Yeah, exactly. But the coolest mm. part about it is it comes with baby Yoda Lego. A little baby Yoda Lego. How do they they're all is it a smaller Lego or does it just look like a baby? No, he's a no, he's a small, like custom molded baby Yoda. Huh. And the Mando Mandalorian, obviously, and Grief Cargo and the IG uh, IG eleven, the nurse droid, mm-hmm. and a scout trooper. Oh, so, jeez, a lot. We lost a lot of good people this first season, dude. Nothing's been the same since Queel died, man. Really hasn't. But anyway, I, we have spoken. <laughs> Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. I was at uh, I was at Target yesterday. Yeah. And I used a cart naturally because I had to put my belongings in it. And yeah. so I, I, I was going outside. I put my belongings from the cart into my car and then looked around for the cart corral. And it dawned on me, Corey, that it, it is not a close walk to the corral. Mm-hmm. Most of the cars previous me or in a near spot have abandoned their carts to the wayside, leaving them astray <laughs> without they a home are now abandoned without a home in the middle of the lot doomed. Yeah. And those people made a choice to not fulfill their responsibility to put their cart back in the cart corral. It's such a simple and easy task. It is objectively correct to do. Yes. And there isn't a situation that warrants you not returning the cart except an emergency which is rare in that moment of time. So no one's going to punish you if you don't return it. It's not illegal to not return your cart. And the shopping cart is a prime example of whether or not a person will do the right thing without benefit of self-gain 
and without potential of punishment. But some still make the choice, the powerful choice, to not return the cart. Why do you think that is? In, in all actuality, that's a pretty philosophical question. Yeah, but that can go a lot of different ways. I will basically say people that choose to return their cart or even put away other people's carts as well are they display a different type of integrity and it's the integrity that you choose to have when nobody's watching. Mm -hmm. And I can definitely admit there's been times where I haven't put my cart away within the last year. However, within the last year and a half, I have, that's not part of me anymore. Uh, It drives me insane actually when I show up and carts are everywhere. And it's like these, these lazy people just go put your cart away. Like, why can't you just do that? But I think it's a matter of integrity. Like you choose to put your cart away. How you do every, how you do anything is how you do everything is Supreme Leader Ben says. And that's, that always like picking up trash. I have come across myself a lot of times doing this. Like you're in the bathroom and you're going to like dry your hands with a paper towel and you go to try to throw it away. And if it doesn't make it in the trash can, it's really easy just to leave it. Right. Cause you know, someone's going to mm-hmm. pick it up, but I, I all like, I hear, I hear Ben Bergeron in my head, like how you do anything is how you do everything. And I'm just like, shit. Mm-hmm. And then I ha- pick it up. So I repeat that line quite often. And I think the fact is that it's a choice not to do it or to do it. And yes, it is. That choice is relied heavily on integrity and just respect. Mm-hmm. So when thinking about choice, and people throughout life, are you cracking a can right now, dude? I I have a nice protein shake happening right now, um, and it's Great. pure beef protein, so it's got collagen in it, and it's kind of sticky. Nice, huh? It's it's liquid, right? It is liquid. Yes, I if I had, I wish I had okay. a solid beef protein in front For of me sure. too. <laughs> yeah, beef that'd be a steak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's got some creatine in it, and yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, uh, so. People make these choices throughout life, and as we grow up, we grow and we change. Mm-hmm. So when thinking about growth in a person, is change bad? Most of the time, I'd say no. I mean, short, keep it short and sweet on this one. Most of the time, I'd say no. Great. So it's undoubtedly that people are going to grow and, and change and make different mindset shifts throughout their life. So when we think about that and with personal development and change in a person is often dictated by the people that they're around. So like uh, their inner circle or new people that they surround themselves with. So mm-hmm. why is keeping like an honest inner circle important? I think it's, it's fair to say that regardless of whether someone thinks it's important or not, they're going to have an inner circle, right? Mm-hmm. So keeping the right people around is important. Uh, like you said, an honest inner circle is important because those people are generally going to be the ones that you go to for advice to bounce ideas off of. They're going to be the ones that hopefully will, you know, call you on your shit Mm -hmm. and support you. Um, Ideally they're going to support you. And that's the biggest thing is unless you're making some sort of grievous mistake, like, you know, I'm going to go be a meth head. Then these people in your inner circle should support you and your in your desired path. And it's, you are the sum of the five people that you're closest with. 
Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's what they say. Yeah, I think that's a great assessment. So look at the five people that you spend the most time with, and that's a good indication of where you're heading or where you are. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I think when you surround people with yourself and have that inner circle, there's a lot of trust that you have to have with them uh, and, and just the expectations for you. But as far as expectations, do you think you should rely on this inner circle or should you look somewhere else? Man, that's, that's a great question too. So I think that this for expectations is a huge, is a huge piece of this. And the, we started talking about like a choice to put a card away. Right. Mm -hmm. So choice is, it goes off into many different rabbit holes and we're going to talk specifically about this inner circle And one of those things is expectations. So we have to have expectations for ourselves that come from ourselves, right? So this will sort of alleviate the need to seek approval from other people because one of the, I mean, that's part of human nature. We want approval from others. So we should temper our expectations of those even closest to us, I I believe. Mm -hmm. So it should come from within. I think it starts from within. Yeah, for sure. Um, you having your own expectations for yourself means your own accountability is there. You don't have to rely on others uh, like as a first line of defense for your own accountability, your own ownership. So ownership of whatever decisions that you make comes from within. And honestly, like being critical of yourself is hugely important. Uh, because if you're not going to be critical of some of the things that you need to fix, because everyone has something that they need to fix, then nothing, nothing that anyone else is going to say is going to matter. Mm-hmm. So you have to uh, being aware of your shortcomings and how to fix that. And that is sometimes going to come off as like everyone says, be kind to yourself, which you should be. But sometimes being kind to yourself is also being like hypercritical and working to fix some of these, you know, I call them shortcomings. You can come call them errors, whatever. Yeah. Sometimes being so, kind to yourself means getting down and dirty and, and kind of getting real with yourself, getting honest. Yeah, yeah for sure. Take a look in the fix. mirror and yep, exactly. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do. So outside of this inner circle, maybe like the five, your five close friends or, or your partner and in, in something, as far as taking advice, I have found the people that aren't in my circle often give me the best objective advice because they don't have the different connections that are within my friend group. So Mm -hmm. like a mentor for me, it was always going through college on the rugby team. It was Jeremy because Jeremy had an idea of what the rugby team was, but he wasn't involved and I was kind of alone in the gym. So Jeremy was that mentor outside of everything. So what do you have to say about finding a mentor and, taking advice from them versus maybe your friend group or a coworker or something. Advice is tricky. Everyone has an opinion and I'll start off with like acquaintances and coworkers basically in our day and age, most of the time people's friends. And I know you don't like generalizations, but this, I mean, this is pretty true. Like people have most of their interactions are with coworkers, right? So you spend most of your time at work. I believe that 
your coworkers are not the first people that you should take advice from, depending on what it is. If it is a work-related task, like that's totally different. But I'm talking about like your own personal development, like talking about stuff as simple as like a diet. So take advice from people. Don't take advice from a coworker or an acquaintance because they're going to probably have an agenda of their own that they're trying to move you towards. And I, that's, I mean, that takes you away from your mission. So moving into like a mentor or I'm going to say like even a friend group. So like, let's talk about a friend group. Friend groups are tough too, because I have friends that I do trust their advice to a point, but I also, I mean, there's just varying levels of who I'm going to take advice from and what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. So that one's tough. I have a certain very exclusive amount of people in my life where if I have a problem or a concern or an idea that I will come to. So that, and that might not even be family members. They're, you know, people that I trust that don't have an agenda of their own. And this includes like very close friends. So, you know, someone who cares deeply and genuinely about you and doesn't have their own agenda are people that you should talk to about, you know, whatever is going on. And I like, I love what you said about someone who's objective coming sort of from the outside in, but that's also tough because you have to trust them enough to know that they're not just going to feed you some bullshit to, you know, just make you go away. So sure. I mean, you got to have a good relationship with them. Yeah. Right. It's so tricky. Like you have to be able to balance and figure out on your own who has your best interests at heart. And sometimes like, honestly, it's not like sometimes your parents don't have your best interests at heart. Um, sometimes a close friend doesn't have your best interest at heart. And also what you need to look at too. A good, a good friendship and a good relationship, whatever will have this is being able to have some really brutally honest conversations. So I'm going to use an example from a couple of weeks ago that a conversation that you and I had, which was huge for like, I don't know. I don't know that you know how big this was for me. So I'm going to just put this out there and be a little vulnerable for a second. But oh, wow. I you like you told you announced that you were moving to California. This was back in January. You told me. And dude, it didn't register with me how significant that was. And uh, so I hit it. I masked it behind a lot of hurt and it uh, came out as a lot of like passive aggressive bullshit. And I never saw that until you and I one day had a very upfront and honest conversation. And it all hit me like a ton of bricks where like, oh, my God, like this is stuff from my childhood coming back in a way Mm -hmm. that I never wanted to have come out like this and i thought like you you always think that you're kind of over that stuff and but it all it's always there and sometimes you don't even realize it and so that was one of those conversations where you the brutal honest truth between two close friends is necessary for growth because since then it was a complete 180 for me like almost instantly i realized the fault in where what was happening and it was like oh my god like if it was the other way around like 
yeah, absolutely. That would be ridiculous. So having those people in your life that are able to have those tough conversations with you that aren't confrontational, but they're very constructive is Mm -hmm. critical is super critical. Yeah. You have to be able to trust. I think we talked about this in the the podcast we just did with the, the, the trusting the team and then not being afraid of conflict or being afraid of opening up discussion that is hard to have. Mm -hmm. That's how you grow and that's how you build. And that's just the truth. I mean, shit. And it's hard, right? Like it's hard to have those talks sometimes because you like, you don't want to upset somebody else. You don't want to hurt feelings or whatever, but sometimes it's just got to happen. And most of the time, like if it's with the right people, it's going to go okay. And it's going to be a good thing. And honestly, like if you have that conversation with someone and it goes poorly, then you know, right there, like, man, maybe like, maybe this isn't as strong of a relationship as I thought. And and so maybe, yeah, they have a lot of walls they want to put up and they're stuck in their ways and there's nothing you can do about that. Right. I mean, there's, it's also often true that you could try to start that conversation, whether it be through text or phone or something. And then, get on with it and just abandon it. If it goes sourly and just continue with the status quo relationship right? or just end the relationship mm-hmm. because you just could tell yourself, Oh, it's just not worth it. You know, you could write out a whole text and be like, just erase it. Like, oh, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, so obviously people can grow up and move on and, and grow out of relationships and they leave friends and, and sometimes family behind. I think, that's a very real thing, but it's also very tough to do. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think when you, when you grow up and, and move on to different things, different mindsets, different aspects, new journeys in life, is it okay to leave friends and family behind? Yeah, this is, uh, this is tough. And there's no one answer. Like there's no one answer that you can say to someone for the situation that they're in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in short, yes, I do think that's okay. So there are people in your life that have been in your life for sometimes for decades, for many years. And, you know, you, they've served a purpose. You've developed a good relationship with them. But the problem with that is that these people in your life develop this idea of who you are. So who you are as a person, what you're about, your values, you know, whatever. And that sort of creates a box around you. So it comes to a point where when people go through these changes and they are like, okay, I'm going to turn my life around. I'm not happy. I'm fed up. It's time to, you know, it's time to figure it out and get on with it. And it's weird for people who have known you for so long to kind of see that. So like my, my personal example is this was like late 2018 and I had been doing a lot of soul searching for a lot of years and was pretty lost and decide I was watching that TV show called Vikings and I had this idea like why I'm just going to start being a Viking. Like I like that was my thought process was like, okay, I'm just going to be a Viking and I'm going to attack my goals and I'm going to have no mercy because I'm, I'm not going to live the way that I've been living and no one's going to stand in the way. And if they do stand in the way, then they have no place in my life. 
because I can't, I can't live this way. So I I'm going to do whatever I have to do. And it was really interesting because the more I explored that, the more differing reactions I got from certain people. So like my friend group that I made out in Colorado, my family, people back in Michigan, like wherever had different reactions. The people who like thought it was, they didn't understand really, but they still supported it. Like they were supportive, like, cool, you can stay, you can stick around because I need that. I need support because you do people need support from their friend group, which is great. What was interesting was the people who didn't understand and didn't support it. And I even had some people that like thought it was funny or like made jokes about it. You know what? They were, they were gone. Like, get out of here. Like, I don't, I don't have time for this distraction. I'm not going to try to convince you. This is what, this is the path that I'm on and nothing's going to stop me. So yeah, there is a, absolutely a time where it's time to say maybe not goodbye forever, but goodbye for a moment because maybe that person's not in the right place to accept your, your desire to change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was super lucky to, I mean, honestly, like around that time, like uh, when all this started, like you and I really reconnected, Connor and I connected really for the first time. Uh, a couple of my friends in Colorado, our relationships really elevated to a different level because of some of this stuff. And I was really grateful for that. And I think that when you move, when you choose to move forward with a change, you should like, if somebody no longer really has a place in your life, you should look back and be grateful and be positive about your past experience with experiences with them because at one point or another, like they made an impact and they helped you or they, whatever, like you have good experiences with them, regardless of, you know, maybe where you're at now. So don't be bitter. Try not to be bitter. You know, don't burn bridges because there's rarely a reason to burn a bridge. Distance just might be necessary for you to be able to achieve some of the change that you're desiring. And I think that's, con- I mean, if people aren't, we talk about being growth mindset focused constantly. And if someone isn't that and is really stuck in a space, then it might be time to sort of distance yourself from them uh, because they're not either. They don't, it's not your job to change them, but it's also not your job to submit yourself to being in a fixed relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think we often associate, losing friends or moving on from friends or family as like a big blow up or a steamy breakup or something that yeah for sure happens that is very dramatic and this is the hollywood in us that envisions this but it's just not true and sometimes they they make comments on something that you're doing now that's different and then then you don't reach out to them anymore and then you kind of grow apart yeah um or do you know just not or you make a change you move to a different city and then the, the texting stops or mm-hmm. the, yeah. you know, the relationship just stops naturally, just kind of unfolds. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be a breakup. It's could some people just naturally grow apart. Sometimes yeah. we've had good friends in college. We played rugby with it. We still are in contact kind of, but we've grown apart a lot Yeah, just because we do are doing different things. And that goes back for me to high school too. My friends in high school, I still have 
two of my closest friends that we still talk monthly, weekly, but there's a lot of a group of friends that I went on to do different things. I went on to play work, like get really get into fitness and working out and, mm-hmm. and health and things like that. And, um, they chose to do other things and we just grew apart, but many of them, especially guys who are on my high school rugby team, yeah. we can still come back together and we still get together a couple times a year and we're still friends. Yeah, for sure. And that's what it can be, but you can still grow apart from someone mm-hmm. and still be able to come back together and enjoy whatever a weekend boys weekend, snowboarding, skiing, things like that. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I, as far as like people just not understanding, like what you said, your Viking mindset, like you want, you adopted that and people didn't understand it and they made fun of it. Well then yes, that's time to move on. Cause you have to do what's best for you. Yeah. And I think, Going like you making the point about the high school friends is a really interesting point because everyone you, perfect example like what you said I have a friend from middle school that I I mean he was my best friend for like seven or eight years and even through college like we were pretty close but we started to drift in college and now it's at a point where like his life priorities and what he's about and whatever are totally different for the most part than, than where I'm at. But that being said, like I still have a lot of care for the guy. I love the guy. And you know, if if, I'd be more than happy to, you know, go out and get a drink with him or go have dinner with him. But he like, at this point, like the, we're so kind of apart that that relationship's never going to be the same, which is, which is Mm -hmm. okay. It's kind of evolved into a different thing. And I think understanding that and being okay with that is a big thing. And a lot of people look back and like, you're not the same person. And I, I wish we could be closer again, but like, maybe you're not closer for a a reason and a good reason. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Good reason for both parties, honestly. Right. Cause obviously they don't, you know, whatever you're doing, they don't want to uh, be a, have a connection or part of it. Fine. They don't have to. Maybe they're doing something else that you don't want to have a connection with. Either. Yeah, dude. I'm when we were doing a ch- we were chatting about this a couple days ago. You said something where uh, like when you were in college and you went, you would go home a couple times and the whole idea where somebody comes and said like you're hanging out with your high school buddies and they say, man, you've really changed. And it's like a negative <laughs> thing, but it's like. Yeah have I changed and it's a negative thing or have you stayed the same and you don't like what I'm becoming? Yeah. I don't know. I think that getting into that is a very, I think that statement, especially at that age is, it's just immature. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's to talk about it. You just have to get into that mindset. And it's like, I, it's, it's dumb because people do change. And I think change is good. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we stay the same, I don't want to be the same fucking guy. I was in high school for sure. in college. Dude, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's bullshit. And I think yeah, people want to put you in that box. Maybe the idea that they have for you because that's it's safe. But even going into that feels immature because a mature person will say, will will appreciate and want to talk about the new things in your life. So if you go to your 10 year reunion, I guarantee you those attitudes are going to be different. Which those are coming up for us. That should be this yeah. year. Rona. Yeah. But the, the, you know, and you meet up with people you maybe haven't talked to since graduation or, you know, in the, since college or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll be like, Oh, what's new in your life? 
well, then you explain the things that have changed in your life. And that's a good thing. That's a good conversation. And that's what a mature person will do yeah. to think that to put someone down because they've changed. It's like what I said in a, uh, going back to that conversation a few days mm-hmm. ago in, in the Lion King, when Nala comes back and meets Simba where they're in, you know, Akuna Matata land yeah. and Nala is like, you've changed. And it's because Simba has changed. He's changed for the better, but Nala wanted to fit Simba in this box of like Mufasa King. Yeah. Ultimate warrior protect us. You need to come save us. Right. But that's not, that wasn't Simba. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause he changed and that was fine. He did it his way, the best way he knew how, because that's, that's where his, his experiences. Yeah. So the same is true with anybody. You're going to change. I think it's good to think that you have to stay the same as immature. Yeah. And that, Dude, I mean, you couldn't, I, I couldn't have said it any better, but the box that people put you in, you, they're either going to be okay with letting you break outside of that box and they're going to accept that and want to know more, or they're going to look at it and try to keep you in the box, which do it, it's really interesting. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but like, depending on who you hang out with and whether this is like with their family, with your family, with certain friends, like when you're around certain people, you kind of morph back into certain things that you may have either been at one point or like whatever, what they want you to be. So like perfect example that I've experienced a lot over, you know, since I moved out from uh, living at home is for a long time. And even I still fight this now for a long time going home, you sort of become what you always were because that's what Mm. you're treated as. Right. So like, I'm the youngest child. I'm the baby. I'm whatever. So like, that's how it was. I was treated for a really long time, even when I was, you know, 26, 27 years old. And you sort of live in you like you have to fight to live into that because otherwise you do just kind of live into that. Um, Or at least I did. I did. And that was a really big change point for me is like, okay, you, there are some good things in that. And there are some bad things in that. It's like, you kind of have to distance yourself from those notions a little bit and appreciate the good. Like I said, appreciate the good, be grateful for it, but also move forward with an understanding that I am a different person. And if I can't be treated as such, then I'm going to take some distance. And Mm -hmm. the people who accept it are the ones that get to stick around. The ones that let you move out of your box, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think uh, the biggest box that we could put in is with our family. For sure, right? Yeah, because <laughs> we all grew up as, especially as the baby of the family. Because you have your older siblings that yeah. grew up with you as the baby, and you're always going to be the baby, and you're always going to be your mom's little boy yeah. or your mom's your dad's little girl. Like, it's always going to be like that. And no matter what you tell your parents, like I think of that vine, where it's a little kid and he's got his shirt off, and <laughs> he's like he's holding a pop. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm the daddy. Oh, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like <laughs> pumping his chest, trying to break out of his yeah, yeah box so much. Yeah. You're always going to be that, but you know, how do that's a tough one. You still have to grow up, live your own life, and you know, um, hopefully they will adapt to what you're doing. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we're talking about like breaking out of the box, like whatever. Yeah. I, so the next step of that, I would say, is like building your tribe, right? So like. And everyone's got a tribe, whether they want to call it that or not. A tribe is the people mm-hmm. who are closest to you. It's your immediate friend group. It's the people that you can count on. 
So in my opinion, a tribe is a group of people that shouldn't be a silo, right? So we talk about living in silos. That means like, uh, it's like a, I'm going to use this example because it's a huge thing right now. Like on Facebook, you join these groups that are like like-minded individuals that everyone is supposed to agree and like whatever. And that's kind of like a silo. So like there's no, there shouldn't, there's no real disagreement about, you know, the dichotomy of this or how this works or whatever your, your, your tribe should not be a silo. They should be people who don't agree with every single thing that you say. They should be people who push you to be better. They should be growth mindset focused or at least support the growth mindset that you're attaining or you already have or whatever. And they should be able to call you out on your shit in a constructive way. You know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. your tribe is people that you trust. And that doesn't mean that they're always going to agree with you, which is totally fine. Like, and also I'm going to say this, like you should be able to disagree with those people and it shouldn't lead to like a personal attack or disagreement or like a falling out. You know what I mean? So like a perfect mm-hmm. example is you and I have a lot of disagreements or like we don't see things the same in a political view, but at the same, like nothing that really one of us feels is like, we don't take it personally or Mm -hmm. get up in our feelings about it because at the end of the day, like that doesn't define who we are. So like, I like guns a lot. You don't, that's cool. Like you have your opinions on them. I have my opinions on them. We can both agree that, it's okay. Like, it's okay to have your opinions on it, you know? Yeah. I like guns. Well, you know, yeah. You're just not. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> A lot of guns. A lot of guns. <laughs> I like guns. It's like the gun, but, like gun control ideas yeah, and that type a, of stuff. I think people are crazy, but hey, what, what are we talking about? It's okay yeah, to have, it's okay to have disagreements with, you should be able to have disagreements yeah. and discussions with these people because you never know what you're going to learn. And that you should like mm-hmm. you should surround yourself with people that are open minded, willing to learn. And even if they don't agree, like be willing to hear what you have to say, because mm-hmm. you never know when you're going to hear something that like turns a light bulb on. Yeah. So well, this is this is such a potent conversation, especially in today's climate. Oh, for real. We yeah. can go down the rabbit hole because, I mean, if you're on one side of the political spectrum and another person's on the other who do you think I'm going to want to associate with people who agree with yeah. me and go, are going to fulfill my idea of what is right. Right. I'm going to join Facebook groups and I'm going to yeah. make comments and have Facebook friends that are like-minded. Yep. And that makes sense because that's herd mentality. For sure. We want to fit in with the people. We want to feel part of the tribe because getting kicked out of the tribe yeah. is a sucky feeling. Um, but the the best way to make progress within yourself and get a broad idea of the fucking world is to ask the other side questions. So we have, let's say we have differing, differing views on guns, which we do to a point. Mm-hmm. If I asked you, why do you think people should own an AK-47? Well, then I'm not giving you any of my opinion. I'm trying to figure out why you literally think I, you should own an AK-47. Right. Or if I'm asking someone, why do you, why do you like Trump? Like, what, what do you see in Trump that is so good for the country? Yeah. Or what do you see in Obama that was so good for the country? Like, 
no one's asking those questions though. No one's asking, no Republican is asking another Democrat how they feel, why they feel that way. It's all in and the extreme versa. now, right? It's all in the extreme of like, I have to be right. You have to be wrong. There's no middle ground, mm-hmm. which is why yeah. we're, we live in a, we live in a world, well, a world, we live in a country of extremes where the, the middle, the middle people who are moderate on whatever get kind of lost and they mm-hmm. so I, I the quiet ones yeah right the people who really have the most to say the most they should say don't say anything so i always go back to i was listening to a chasing excellence podcast ben bergeron made a point where part of human psychology is we want to be part of a group a tribe uh so like in when we were cavemen it was safe around the fire with all the other cavemen, right? Like you want to be a part of that group because it's safe. There's warmth, there's companionship, there's food, whatever. It was a matter of survival because if you got removed from the tribe or kicked out, it likely meant death. So now, I mean, that stuff is deeply, deeply ingrained in us because that's just, it's instinct, right? So but we're in the day and age where like being outside of the norm is not a bad thing anymore. That's where you can find the outliers are the ones mm-hmm. that have the, the good ideas. The outliers are the ones in a lot of ways that are unique. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. like you, I like the herd, when you said herd mentality, it made me think about this because it's okay to differ and it's okay to think differently and formulate your own opinion. That's different because ultimately if you don't fall in the mainstream, nothing's going to happen to you at this point. Like we're not, there's a grocery store down the road, right? That if you're not a part of the mainstream, you know, whatever the, whatever the issue is, whatever, whatever it might be, it's not your survival that's at stake. Right. And we're, the I mean, humans are always going to revert to to that, the survival piece. And we're always going to group together. But that I mean, that's a whole nother topic. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just it's OK to that's why when we talk about like not living in a silo and challenging yourself, like it's OK to to kind of go against the grain and be unique and pursue these things that are, you know, that are important. I totally think so. I think that's our culture now. Yeah. The past five years, especially, I mean, we look at Lady Gaga when she first came out, how fucking unique and different was she? Mm-hmm. And she was celebrated because she didn't fit in anywhere. Right. And everybody else now that if you go on the internet, most things on Instagram that are garnering attention are things that are just controversial. Yeah. So sure. someone makes a, someone makes a controversial statement in the fitness spectrum, like, Full range of motion squats are bad for athletes. Boom. That's, that's going to start some controversy. Sure. A lot of people have opinions and then they're going to label why they think that. Yeah. And that's going to generate buzz and generate following. And now all of a sudden they have a new tribe of themselves because they stepped out of the norm of what they didn't want to be a part of, yeah. which is full range of motion squats are good, whatever. Yeah. So, and that's crazy. Yeah. I think, it's funny how that's almost flipped now that being kicked out of a tribe isn't a bad thing at it's all. It's almost good. It's almost celebrated. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a lot about like how other people can affect you. So I want to sort of shift gears and talk about 
you and your journey, how you put yourself out there to other people. So one of the big things we're talking about change, obviously. So the thing that you have to do if you're on the path is embracing the change of those around you as well. Right. So like people change We're like, you want to change. I bet so does, you know, the, the guy next to you or like your coworker that talks about how he's tried every diet on the market, but just can't figure out why nothing works or like whatever, mm-hmm. like everyone wants to change. They just might not be in the same place that you are and they might not get there, honestly. So like people change, that's part of life. And you have to be able to accept that as yourself. You have to be able to accept that about other people because then you're just a hypocrite. Um, Mm -hmm. So that being said, you are your best friend and your biggest advocate, you know, trust in yourself, check in with yourself, be mindful of like a Jedi would say, be mindful of your thoughts and the living force, Um, but make, make decisions and stand by them and take ownership of, of what you do and why you do it. And even if that means that someone might disagree or not like it, then so be it. You're not here to please everyone. Um, there's a really good quote that I found in some of my research for this episode. And the name is sort of vague, but I love the quote. So the quote is be trying to, by trying to please everyone, we please no one. Um, and that to me, like if you're trying to make everybody else happy, you're probably not making making anybody happy, including yourself. Um, and the guy that said that, he wrote an article on psychology.com. His name's Gustavo Rossetti. He's a leadership consultant. Um, I love this one, too. It's talking about living your own life. So, like, if you if you feel like something's missing within you or you feel lost, then you might want to take a look at, like, what you're living into are you living into someone else's idea for you their expectations for you or are you really living into what you want what your expectations for yourself are because as soon as you can move past other people's expectations you live into your own goals then boom you're on you're on the path so going back to uh other people like viewing other people um I think this is super huge. This is, this is really big is don't judge. Don't expect. So judgment leads to frustration and allow yourself, allowing yourself to be open to the journey of other people. Cause everyone's on their own journey. So I look at like, you know, your friend is moving away. Awesome what a great growth opportunity for you and for them or for them and for you. Like how exciting is it going to be to see what happens to your friend in the next year or two or three or four or whatever? Like you get to be a part of that if you choose to be, you know, and Mm -hmm. you're like, if your friend is delving into some new interesting self-improvement material or like a new hobby, that's awesome. Learn from them, ask questions. That's going to just create an awesome connection and you get to learn a new cool thing. Be open to the new ideas. Like if you don't want to be put into a box, don't put other people into a box. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a ba- basic core value. Yeah. The golden rule. Right. Um, 
don't expect anything from anyone, which this one is tough for me. So I find myself having pretty high expectations for the people around me. And sometimes it leads to disappointment, which I'm like, that's something that I'm actively working on. But if you don't have expectations for other people, then you won't be disappointed when they don't do what you think that they're going to do. You can be surprised by good that comes and be objective about the things that they choose to do. Like if they choose to do something different, if it doesn't affect you, let it go. So that one's, that one's really tough for me. I, I have a hard time with not having expectations for other people. Yeah. Ultimately. Well, you know, if it's just a friendship, people are going to do what they want to do. Yeah, for sure. If it's a business thing, then it's a different expectation course. Yeah. But yeah, I think being, like you said, everyone's on their own journey. Mm -hmm. Be kind to each other. I think asking each other questions, why did you just buy that Lego set? (laughs) Why did you just pre-order that? I don't fucking get that. Why? What do you see in that? Asking questions and trying to build that understanding, understanding and that trust. Cool. Yeah. Now, oh, okay. That's really cool. Now you're going to be a professional Lego builder. Well, that's, well, there's a lot of cool things that can happen with that. Great. You know, like who knows? Who fucking yeah. knows? Who fucking knows? You don't know what's going to come of it and it's not your life. If they want to do it, it affects you zero. Right. Me, you buying a Lego set or you buying an AK 47 <laughs> affects me zero. It doesn't keep me up at night. I don't, it's not going to do anything to me except a, be a cool conversation and a nice story and a connection. Yeah. I think that it's been interesting. So I have a couple different long distance friendships, like long distance relationships are with a, like a significant other are a beast all themselves. But what, when it gets really interesting is like long distance friendships, because it requires effort to like, keep those relationships going. I had a, I had a Mm -hmm. chat with a friend. uh, This was probably like two months ago. And dude, I was heated. Like I was so heated about some stuff that, in my, I had created like some scenarios in my head that I thought for sure, like whatever. And him and I got on the phone and like, we had it out for like an hour and there was a lot of, there was like, at first it was sort of confrontational and we both kind of had to work through that. But by the end it was like, man, like, why didn't we just have this open line of communication the whole time? Because now everything seems so trivial. You know what I mean? Now that we're like on the main, like, on the same page. Um, Mm -hmm. So like that whole piece uh, we were like talking about expectations, but man, I just think like communication is the the thing with all of it. Like whether it's a friend or a, like a girl or a boyfriend, like, man, all you got to do, like you have these note, like you have these ideas that you're creating in your head. Like, what is that person doing? And why aren't they like doing this other thing that I would like them to do? or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. just talk about it. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. like, I look at it like Connor and I have a thing we call the truth couch, where you can say whatever you want. And as crazy as it might sound like do it, like, just say it. I think that's important for friends too. like, you don't have to call it a truth couch or whatever. But like, like, just having that space to be vulnerable and just let it out, you know, because then it's Mm -hmm. out and it's done and it's gone. And there's no more underlying tension or whatever so to be aware of the things that you are holding on to psychologically is super yeah and that also might be one of those things where when you share it might it might help them see your perspective which you know i mean Mm -hmm. rarely is it a bad thing 
to do that. Yeah. So, yep. And that, like, you hit it on the head of seeing each other's perspectives. That's what it's all about. Yeah. As far as building cooperation and uh, doing things well within a relationship. And- yeah. Structure. And making like a better, cause we're talking about, we always talk about connection. Like that's one of the big things that we're striving for. So making genuine connection requires, mm-hmm. uh, like just, you have to get all the bullshit out of the way. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, the last kind of thought that I have on this, we have covered a lot of ground with this, but when you're on the path of change and you're choosing to do all these different things, don't debate with people. You aren't there to change their minds or discuss diets or argue a point. I think that it's important to, if they're open to the information that you have or that opinions that you might have, you can share it. And if they get something from it, that's really, that's great. But like, if they want to argue about it or debate it, to me, it's not worth the time. Like you have a differing opinion. And especially if they want to get like aggressive about it, like I'm sorry. I just, I don't have the desire to to argue about this. I think our world would be a lot better if people would just disengage um, from pointless arguments that oftentimes will escalate and to something that it shouldn't. So that just, it distracts you from your mission and from your, your focus of, of the change that you're trying to make. So don't get into stupid debates, stupid arguments. Shit, man. They need to shut Facebook Bro, down. Bro, it's been crazy during coronavirus, too. People have nothing better to do. I get sucked mm. into reading the mm. comments and, sh- uh, like, and I wish I wouldn't, and I've been trying to be more mindful about that, but, like, dude, people are literally just going insane. I get sucked into, and it's such a bummer because, uh, for so many reasons, obviously. I don't want to end on a bummer note, but, man, I, I think Facebook should get rid of comments on news articles, on, on most things, because I think this situation specifically, if all we had was hmm. newspapers to like, how yeah. different would that be? And you get to formulate your own opinion. How, yeah. Uh, you can still formulate your own opinion, but the thing is there's so yeah. much information. There's so much misinformation and disinformation about yeah. everything from the masks to yep. this way it's spread to who you should listen to, to what you can do to help protect yourself. It's all there's, there's information. There's an expert that claim. will support any. And that's yeah, what's exactly. scary. There's a, there's a doctor that will say whatever you want to hear, whatever you think is right. There's somebody mm-hmm. who will agree with that and support that in some yep. way. Yep. And you got your fucking whatever friend, post and do your own research <laughs> okay well did you watch just watching a youtube and a google <laughs> a 10 search? minute great. video a youtube video yeah but yeah great great, great. let's let's do a little anyways recap. so because we man. we did we did yeah we covered a lot of ground <laughs> um yeah, did, so man we're talking about the power of choice and especially when it comes to the thing about choices it goes in all these different places but we really are focusing on your inner circle and how to, how to sort of navigate those relationships in a way that, you know, is going to allow you to move towards your goals. So Mm -hmm. any, any final thoughts? Nope. We'll be back next week with another episode of the weekly.
forge podcast. on.